Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. It's uh, football at four, but uh, when something big happens, I, I got to shift gears and, and I got to uh, I got to show a little love to the the Astros in this in this particular segment. And last night was big, boys. Night of the century, Houston Sports Awards. We were uh, we were there in uh, live and in color uh, show, and Tyler and myself and heck the the, the whole Odyssey Houston crew was there. Uh, before everybody showed up and, and the festivities began, the um, World Series champ, the Astros third baseman, Alex Bregman, who was the host of the event last night, did a hell of a job, by the way. Um, he joined us. He joined us right here on the drive. And I thought it was it was very fitting to ask him a, a question that had come up a couple of days ago. We're showing I... We were talking about Yuli Gurriel, and we were talking about you know him being a utility infielder, and um, shows totally against it. First of all, he's thirty nine years old, and then he, but he, he can't play certain positions. And I just made the suggestion. I said, "Well, look, he can play third base. Bregman can move over to short if we need to give Pena a little rest. He can play second base if Altuve needs it. He can play first base if um, what's my man's name? First baseman? Oh, Jose." Jose Abreu. Abreu, if Abreu, if Abreu needs it, and so, course show turned his nose up at that, dismissed me, dismissed me. Um, They're not putting him in those. I mean, he just dismissed me and just, I mean, just completely poo pooed on the idea. So I thought, you know what? And I had this in the back of my mind. If we if we saw Bregman, I was at least going to ask him. And so I did yesterday. Alex Bregman was on the show with us. Stopped by. I think he I think he outperformed. Hannah Storm. I think he stayed longer than Hannah stayed. What do you think? Stayed longer. Well, don't shake him off, Tyler. Hannah stood up the In whole the time and was a little bit more energetic. But but do you think he stayed longer than Hannah? He stayed longer. And he, he, he may have stayed longer, but Hannah. I mean, see. What? I mean, I'm just talking about how long that they were on the show. I'm not talking about oh, what you I was talking about how like. long Hannah's legs look. Oh, okay. Long there's legs a, got you. There's a time. tent up in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I mean, I thought I think oh. he out, I thought he outdid him. Here's here's the deal. Nonetheless, I, I thought it'd be it, it would be very fitting to just hear it from the horse's mouth. Let's ask Alex Bregman if if he could play shortstop. Here he is answering the question. You still got shortstop in you? <laughs> hey, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Oh, after watching Pena play short and watching Correa play short, I don't think I have shortstop in me. Could I? There you go. Could I? Could I play it? Could One I play? Game. Could I play shortstop at, an, at, at those two dudes' level? No, but could I play shortstop at a above-average major league level? Hell yeah. Very fitting. Hell yeah. Exactly what we – I mean, look oh, – that, I mean, oh, that's the part the, you're the, taking from the, the, the way – no, the <laughs> way – Did you see his face? Yeah, I wish you could have seen – I wish there was the, a camera I on didn't him. see his the, face. The, no, he did. No, he, he laughed at it. He immediately was like, hell no. But, but here's the deal. The way in which he answered the question is very, very fitting to the conversation we were having. Can he play it to Pena or Correa's level? Absolutely not. We weren't asking if he's a starter, but can – then he turned around, poked his chest out, being the peacock that I know Alex Bregman is, and said, "Can I play at an above-average level, MLB level? Absolutely." So there you have it. Yeah, I, I tend to go with the first thing people said, and the <laughs> the. <laughs> well, he owed it. He owed his, he no, owed, the, he owed his teammates the respect to oh, not say okay. he think to not not act as if Said he's my Carlos days Correa. Are over. 
Yeah, that was about his teammates and being a, uh, and oh, not yeah. trying to and downplay how team. great they are. The real was are. at the end, though. The no, real was at the end. I'm serious. You, you, you can't be acting like you, you do your bro's job no, better than they guess. do. You gotta if, if you're good friends with them like that, even if you think so, you don't say it. When, when you got when you heard that when you heard that, Tyler, what'd you think? Could, could he could he play p- uh, shortstop in a, in a in a pinch if if o, uh, if Opinion needed a little rest or something? Well, I think I thought hell yeah, apparently so. Uh, I appreciate. Let you. me try that. So when you heard that, yeah, do you think he'll ever play shortstop? No, <laughs> but he could. Hell yeah! Well, no. no why why no. would he went with Dubon and Hensley yeah, as your utility over. guys? Well, why saying, would they do that? That's what you said to get Yuli on the field. They, they, hey, let's slide him over in a pinch. It, it, here's no. the deal. The question was if you if you needed to play shortstop in a in a utility role to give guy re- could you do it? He said absolutely. Absolutely, I could. Uh, I could play it at above average level. Maybe. 713-572-4610. You heard the damn audio. Text in and let us know what you thought about that. Right? Come Tell on. Us, let let Come us on know what you think. Do, do you think Alex go. Bregman could play shortstop in a pinch? I'm not asking him to be an, a, 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 to be an all-star. I'm not asking him to play Pena or Correa style. I mean, you heard it. What, what would you, what, yeah, what, he what hasn't you take from it? thought about playing shortstop. Hadn't thought about it. Well, no, we, we, nobody has. They've, they've had they've had fourteen infielders on the damn on the damn roster. Show. I don't. I see, and I don't. I don't think the. I don't think you're asking the right question personally. What, but it's just, what but was it's, the question? Like to me, like the whole thing is, you're saying, hey, I said there's only one place for you, two places really for Yuli to play, first base as a backup and DH because they're gonna put him in other places. He's and played you, other places. You, I know he has. Yes, he went thirty nine. And, I, and then have other options. No, put your head down. Boy, yes. you and you, yeah, all, you, all you guys with these age yes. deals. Uh, yeah, I know. I know it's crazy. But it's nuts. Uh, nuts. Yes. yes. The range, yes. That 39 year old led the team in hitting in, in the playoffs last year. Of course you're not. Of course you're not. But you're not talking about his regular season either, are you? What, no, well, no. What, why would I talk about that? Uh, why would you? Yeah, the same 30, the same 39. We're talking about his age. Same 39 year old. Was a batting champ a year ago, had a bad season, and led the team in batting. His age is clearly not a problem. And it's, but, it's, but for the role of utility infielder, it is. He's a 39-year-old that's not playing second base or third base, especially not to move Alex Bregman over in the hole to play so he can play third base. No, he could be, be a utility infielder oh. to get to the playoffs and have his stick in the lineup. Yeah, his utility will will form behind first base with a break you need tonight. You off. you legitimately you you legitimately would go Hensley or Dubon over keeping that bat on on, on the roster and in Houston for them to play second base. It doesn't, yes. it doesn't even like do well, you wouldn't do my point. The point is you wouldn't do whatever it takes. You you would say ah to hell with Yuli's bat because he maybe he can or maybe he can't play second base five times this year or third base and move and and move if you needed to which you really don't need to but if you needed to you would really say nah we don't we, we won't we we'd I, rather we'd rather not have that bat but have Hensley and Dubon if I were the Houston Astros and I'm looking to fill the role of a utility infielder like I, but yes. that's not but that's not it's not it's or, not that simple like Yuli's involved Yuli's involved it's not that simple yes if you're if I'm looking to fill a role on the bench, a person off the bench, I would try to improve over the 39-year-old 
guy not, who can only not, play see, that's one so, position. That's, that's so, that, 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 that's so misleading. That's not, that's the, not the, misleading. That's very misleading. You're asking me you've the got, question. You've got, you, no, but the question is Yuli Gurriel. You can't take him away from the situation yes, to talk about and him. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm describing him as a 39-year-old guy who can only play first base, who hit horribly all season long and had a magical So here's a yes or no question. Here's a yes or no question. Would you be willing to part ways with Yuli and not have him on the team at all in order to keep Dubon and Hensley? It's not just it's a about, yes or no question. It's not about just Dubon or Hensley. Can I? Can I name another one? Who's another one? Can I, I? If I were the Astros, I am looking to improve my utility infielder. That's okay, what name I another one. That's if, what I'd be doing. Name it. Okay, two two utility infielders or Yuli Gurriel's bat in the lineup. I down be- the stretch, I believe that the Astros can not just down the stretch. One hundred sixty-two of them. I believe the Astros can improve and have a better person off the bench as a utility infielder than 39-year-old Yuli Gurriel, who is only able to play one position. Yes, I do. So, it's not so, crazy. so, what, so why didn't you it's say not, yes? It's not the, crazy. The, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a yes or no question, right? Would you rather have no, Yuli, or I, would you rather have one or two utility players that, are, that, rather, that, that aren't going to touch the field yes, in the playoffs? I would, I would rather, I would rather upgrade over him. Yes, and not, that's not to say they're not going to touch the Dubon the, the disappeared field, the field in the playoffs. Dubon Hensley disappeared. Didn't. Diaz didn't. I'm talking about replacing Diaz. I'm talking about replacing. Diaz. I'm talking about keeping Yuli or not. And what is the role that Yuli going to play? He would be a utility infielder. Yes, and I think you, which is the role that Diaz had, and I think you can upgrade over the 39. Listen, my heart ain't my heart ain't on Yuli. Right. Well, we, we know look, that. I can we, look at it. We, your heart is on him being 39 years old in the, in the one old. season where he struggled versus all the good and, he did. And 39, 39 years old. Well, we're brushing 162 of his games away in his magical month. No, you, you're brushing away the 162 he had last year that was better than anybody in the league sure. and the playoffs. And he's aging. Isn't that, that normal guy pushing 40 that you would think he would be closer to what he just did? Say it again. A guy who's pushing forty over the over his last season, one hundred and sixty-two games. A guy who is aging. You would think he would play closer to what he just did. I don't think he's going to turn the clock back and start being. He, the, he, and he, he just led the team in hitting in, in, the, in the playoffs. A, he got hot for a month. He got hot for a month. I mean, just call I wouldn't it a say he got hot. Listen, he wasn't he, real he hot, but, but he led the no, team. No, he got hot. He led. He was the best hitter. He was the best hitter. Yes, he was getting hits all game. I hit well over three hundred in the postseason. He got hot for a month. But I'm not going to say act like I'm ignore what man. he did for six, yeah, and to know that he's turning forty, he's close to forty. Allegedly, hell, he might be older than that. You, I, I just, it's unbelievable. And, and hey, you got to put if him a in guy's here. knocking on forty, or if he's had a surgery in the last three years, don't don't play him. He can't, don't don't deal also with him. Also, with the caveat he's of sore. being one of the worst hitters in the league. Also, adding that, like a, like if like a Tom Brady, he could still go. But if Tom Brady was out of throwing like Ryan Tannehill, I tell Tom Brady's ass to retire. Have you Sorry, seen him here today? I don't care how many of y'all crush me because you have certain feelings oh, no, about Yuli no. or me. But you don't, you you deep down know if I'm trying to fill the utility role, I'm not picking the guy who's 39 years old who just had one of the worst seasons hitting in the but in that, but all the, of the, baseball the, the because silly, he had a hell the of a silliness, month. The silliness, oh, he had 30 great days. The oh, silliness is in. the silliness is you like there's there's two or three utility players on uh, utility infielders, two of them at least that can play the infield. And it's just like, hell no, nah, give me a utility player that'll help me get through 162 and dismissing Impro- the bat. And improved it. I'm not, oh, I'm not dismissing it. Like you're, like I said, you're on the magical month. 
I'm looking at a guy who is 39 years old who was one of the worst everyday players in the game. What? Worst? Every, that, no, come on, man. He, he worst was. everyday he, players in the game? He was one of hitters. I mean, he was come one on, of the man. worst hitters. He was. He was. Well, I'm going to have to do a little digging on that. Go dig. dig I'm going to do a little digging on Go that. Go dig. He was the first he was Wor- a, was a Worst first in, the, in the league? He was, he was the first baseman that didn't hit a home run for three months. Out. What is, what's, I mean, what's that got to do with anything? It's a power position. I mean, we, we know he struggled, and he didn't get hits. He was terrible. Wait, so, so you just you just get rid of it. You you just dismiss everything that the guy's done before like, or mean, after if he had a bad season. Sometimes, you have, like this, this you want to know what this is really like, and you don't want to admit it. Well, I said I don't want to admit this, it. It's this, just this, it's, it's common sense is, for me. This is like us saying, "Hey, man, I know Zach Grinky had a bad run of it at the nah, end of there. I disagree. He's aging." But let's, let's run him back because the year before, Zach Grinke was a good – No, it disagree, is. Disagree. Zach Grinke, Grinke is aging, Grinke, and he stunk no, no. it up his last Grinke year. Grinke clearly lost all of his stuff. That's, that's like Drew Brees. At some point, Drew Brees completely lost the ability to play the game. But for three years, people were talking, oh, he's too old, he can't do it. Forever, everybody was trying to say, well, Aaron Rodgers is knocking on 40. He can't do it. MVP. Tom Brady can't do it. He goes and wins the Super Bowl. And I, and I know those are the greatest of all time, but those are not examples. Those are examples of people saying, oh, you can't do it because you're too old. No, they went out there and didn't just continue to play well. They went out there and did were the best in the league at it. Okay. And, and you, all of a sudden, we're going to lean on 39. He is, sucked is, last year. Clint, we know that. We understand so that. what are you talking about? I'm talking he about sucked. the, the, the good he magical. He had a magical month. He sucked. Did he, he have a magical sucked. year before? He's, he was good the year before. He is 39. He is So going. when he was 38, he, he was the best hitter in Major Clint. League Baseball in, in the American League. At 39, he, he, he had a rough year, and Clint. you're going to say he can't He's play. He's 39, and he is not going to be an everyday player. He is going We're to be. We're not talking a, about him being. I an know it, player. and I'm telling you, he's going to be a utility player, and you need a utility player to be a player around the diamond and going to come up and not like he's not going to have a chance to float around and be the 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 the, the, the batting champ. He's going to get, you know, four at bats in a month or five at bats in a month. No, I don't. I'm not betting on the fact that the 39 year old guy coming off of one of the worst seasons from an everyday player in the league to bring him back. As a utility infielder. Why no, not? Because I think you can improve upon that. With who? With anybody. You can improve With, upon you can improve, you can improve upon, upon white boy Chaz. I don't have the list of utility infielders <laughs> on me in Major League Baseball I got the right now. Astros, but I'll tell you what, right now, yes, right now, I'd be willing to see the growth of David Hensley right now to see what he will be and see what he would look like as the utility. I would rather do that. Then bring back you a can do both. the thirty-nine-year-old guy. You the, can do both. But this, I don't. I don't want to just have a a, a a first baseman and a backup and a backup designated hitter on my team. That's this. Is the Bill role Spires available? <laughs> Bill Spires. Hey, you don't. You don't got me. You don't got me. One bad season. Yes. There's, oh, show's crazy. Show's crazy. One surgery. One bad, one one bad, bad season. season. thirty-nine to go play around the diamond. Get out of here. Get out of here. And that's why the Astros ain't bringing him back. You don't think so? No, they ain't bringing him back because they feel like, well, we're going to prove over the 39-year-old guy. Like, listen, Yuli is great with ter- in terms of team chemistry, and I'm not going to take away his 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 postseason. But none of y'all. What, what are you going to do if they bring him back? None of y'all. None of y'all were talking about bring Yuli back when the season ended. None of you all certainly wouldn't say bring him back as a utility infielder where he can fill in sometimes for Altuve at second or Bregman at third. Nobody. I don't remember having that as a topic. Nobody. 
Nobody. The times, oh, no, that, the times that we've scheduled the conversation, uh, hell yes, we nobody. have. I'm but not now, breaking, Tyler. I'm now. not through talking about you. Now, now, here we go. You I just, you just caused ball. me to eat up my whole damn football segment with, with Uli arguments. I will say it was thoroughly entertaining. You sitting in there smiling like an outhouse rat, That's man. That's right. That's what organizations do. Keep a guy who's 39 years old coming off the worst season and one of the worst seasons of any everyday player and rip him and turn him into the utility infielder. That's what teams, that's what championship teams uh, no, do. T- championship teams with the luxury of keeping a good bat in the lineup because you know it's all about the playoffs may do that. We'll see. We'll see how it happens. When they when they sign Yuli and make him a utility player or a bat off the bench, we're gonna re, we're gonna re, we'll we'll, re, we'll get re, uh we'll circle back. I don't this. know who sent this in that Yuli ranked fourteenth in the batting and batting average two thousand twenty two. That's not true. Probably talking about that, first base. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Probably talking about and first base. Hell, I I I wonder about that one. And fourteenth first baseman, man, great. How many homers? Where are you ranking the homers? I know y'all can hate me all you want to. What I'm saying ain't crazy. Hannah McNair and Cal McNair did a great <laughs> job yesterday on the purple carpet. If you hear what they had to say, I, seriously, if you're a Texan fan and you have had concern about your owner, you'll love it. I think you will love what they had to say. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Dan Quinn off the books. Dan Quinn, uh, a guy you have wanted the Texans to include in this interview cycle. Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys, former former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, took him to a Super Bowl, had that uh, terrible loss that happened right here in Houston, 28-3. Uh, he is off the board. He's informed all of the other teams that he's interviewed with that he is going to remain in Dallas. The hell's going on? And there, no movement with Mike either yet, right? Looking like Mike's going to come back. But Jerry said it and had no. Yeah, the, I think the latest is Mike's still employed. Dan Quinn's coming back, and Mike's talking to Kellen Moore about, you know, didn't say he was going to he was going to be here. They was or they were going to part ways, and they, he's talking to him either either this afternoon or tomorrow. I can't remember what it was. I, I did like what in the hell? Like what would Dan Quinn? Like he's had a he's had a pretty good two year run, of like, obviously the his forte defense being really really good in Dallas, like, I mean you're risking that not happening again, and then all of a sudden you're not as hot a, a head coach candidate as, as you are this year. I mean hell we saw and uh, it was the Texans but you saw the offensive coordinator out of the, the L A Chargers, I mean he got a head coach interview last year he just got fired. Yeah. So I mean I, it's it's just. They've got to make some big time changes. They, they, uh, Kellen Moore is the one to me that 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 has to go. I know he's a head coach candidate. I know he's a, a hot a hot offensive coordinator. But when you when you look at what's going on in Dallas right now, man, I, I just I, I think the the big move that has to be made because you can't part ways with Dak Prescott, and you'd rather not have to eat a boatload of the Ezekiel Elliott money. And I think Zeke's better best days are behind him, obviously. But I think he's a serviceable back. And, and, and look, they're paying him a boatload of money, um, and he's not going to be your bell cow, so to speak. But you can get more out of him than what Kellen Moore is getting out of him, in my opinion. Yeah. But what they got to do, they got to find a guy that, that can get more out of Dak Prescott. We're sitting here watching what's going on with Lamar Jackson. It'd be interesting to see if they're going to just roll. They can't, show. Right, they just roll. Yeah, I they, mean, can, they can. It's the Dallas thing to do. You're because right. Because well, like, well, what 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 would they be thinking is has been the read like, 
Like, what would they think? Oh, boy, this boy is just a year of growth. Or what do they think? Maybe if Tony Pollard did get hurt, that, that would have been it. We just bring him back in. I mean, they've got to believe something has to change. I mean, they just lost to um, Brock Purdy. In, in a game that if you just, if your offense just shows up at all at any point in time, I mean, t- they one, don't turn it over. one or two plays and you and you win that ball game. Yeah, I I, I just I, here's what I, I believe that, and I don't know I don't know what Will McClay, uh, Stephen Jones, and Jerry I don't Jerry Jones I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but but it, it's it seems to me like the 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 common sense of it is like you've got to get a Shane Steichen like, and I know Shane's not leaving, but a Shane Steichen like guy out of out of a like Brian Johnson to me would be a great one. Brian Johnson would be bring him out of out of the Philadelphia Eagles organization and say, "I need you to do with Dak what y'all did with with Jalen Hurts in in, uh, in Philly." And and if that if that don't work, then you just you threw good money at bad with Dak. He just ain't who you thought he was. He's a great leader, but the skill set just ain't what it is. I think I think you got to go. You, you got to give it a run with Dak in terms of using him in, in a in a in a more mobile way. Um. And create a run game that that isn't scared of top run defenses. Yeah, but, but getting Dan Quinn back, that's a positive. Though, oh, right? it's yeah, huge. that's a positive. Hell yeah, yeah it's getting huge. him to come back because I didn't think. I mean, you thought he may be a head coach next year, but getting him back. But the other side though, because they because his defense played well enough, uh, and they've improved. And what he's done with Michael yeah. Parsons is is big, and you think they'll just keep get better. That makes sense. But you're right. The other side, I I am surprised there wasn't a move made. At head coach. Well, you got to believe a head coach. Hell yeah, but you gotta, head coach at court something. I can't believe I can't believe McCarthy's still a coach. But but you you got You got to believe Jerry. And then we're sitting there going, you hope Kellen Moore gets a job so you don't have to fire him ultimately, right? Well, I mean Carolina's not Car- going to get a job. Well, Carolina was 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 interviewed. Carolina, I think, was the one that was hot on him. Well, they just hired Frank Wright. So it's so it, they're they're just in a spot got, where they've got to do something different. Yeah, I I'd, I'd, I'd keep an, an ear to the ground in Dallas. One of those it, guys has to move on. And it doesn't feel like players. It feels like they have enough players. I just it doesn't. Yeah, it it seems like it's it's something from above. All right, um, as we talked about the coaching search, Dan Quinn. That's one you wanted. He, I mean, the Texas didn't interview him, but uh, he's not an option for anybody anyway. But uh, last night at the Houston Sports Awards, they did a little red slash purple carpet, and uh, Landry. Uh, caught up with uh, Landry Locker, caught up with the McNairs, and uh, was asking them how the uh, the coaching search was going. And I'm telling you, it, it I think just if you just listen to what they're saying and how they're going about it, I think if I'm a Texans fan, I take a, a Texans fan, I take a lot of positivity out of how they're going about things. Well, I wouldn't really call it a sec. Some people call it a second round or whatever. We're viewing it as more as a conduit continuation of the first interview to sit down and get to know the folks better so I would say that way. And there's no timetable or anything just however it goes out. Timetables to get the right guy. When you rush it you may not get the right person. You take your time and you make sure you get the right guy. Oh well. There it is. (laughs) But uh so first off the things that they said you you feel good about. They're taking their time. It's not like they just lost it over one of these second interviews right now. They're taking their time, and they said they want it. They seem like they are serious about wanting to get the right guy, yeah. wanting to get the right guy. And I don't know if you, as a Texans fan, you can honestly feel like that was always the case, especially in the last two years. Oh, shoot. You, yeah, I mean, when you look back at it and the, the process, they were, doing, they were doing guys that had no business being a head coach favors and giving them interviews, asking other teams to interview them just so they didn't look so bad. 
Um, I mean, it was an absolute joke. And we've talked at length about two straight head coach searches have been an absolute joke. I don't care how what the problems were and how bad it was in-house. The search, the public aspect of their head coach search was an absolute joke. And so when you fast forward to what's going on right now, it's absolutely beautiful. I, and, and that cut of audio right there, the, when Landry posted it last night, I immediately listened to it. And the, what stuck out was Cal McNair's response to what's the timeline. The timeline is finding the right guy. Yeah. The timeline is getting this thing right. Um, it, I, I thought I think that's the best comment that that Cal, Mc, Cal McNair's made um, about the coaching surf uh, surf the coaching search. Um, it, really, the entire time that that quick three four seconds right there of. It, the the timeline is getting this thing right, not not tomorrow, not next week, not you know it's getting it right. Whereas last, you know, you can even look at the way Nick Casario got here, right? There wasn't nothing thorough about there was there, like there wasn't nothing taking your time and getting the right guy, and it, I mean it was a spur of the moment flight up there to pick him up and bring him home. Yeah, which I understand that's fine. I, Cal Cal acknowledged why he did that. That's fine, but I just I just greatly appreciate the way that this this head coach search is going, and I really like the way that, that Cal McNair and Hannah McNair um, have no problem, show no problem at all, saying, yeah, we, we're, we're involved. We're in every meeting. It's going good. Um, we don't have a timeline. It's about getting this thing right. It, it'd be very easy. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I, I expected Cal McNair to say, well, you know, Nick's Nick's going Nick's going to figure this thing out. You, that's a question for Nick, or you know, Nick Nick's Nick's really working hard and meet with, but but he's not. It would be very easy to defer or deflect to the general manager, uh, and and I would think that would probably be what what Cal would default to, but no, no, it's it's going great. We're in every meeting. In fact, Hannah's doubling down, going, "Hey, it's a privilege for me to be in there alongside of him, checking all this out." So. Uh, I love the way they're handling it. I love the way it's 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 being. I love the 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 narrative publicly, I guess, and and the the messaging publicly, and I love the look from ownership. No, I mean, like you said, they're not passing it, and I think not that's, passing the buck. No, that's sir. the number one thing I think people have wanted to hear from the owners. Right? Is man, this is your team? Yeah. It feels like, nah, man, like. You guys are the owner, and it says it, but really Bill's running the team. Or you guys are the owners, and it says that, but really Jack's running the team. You guys are the owners, it says it, but really Jack and Nick and whoever else is running the team. They are clear. They're they're becoming the face. That's who we hear talking. That's who we hear. They're becoming the face. We didn't see Nick last night. They're becoming the face. That's a good so, point. You know what I'm saying? Like, why, we would, see, why wouldn't Nick come hang out? Oh, that sounds that, that last night looks like a Nick gig to you. <laughs> that looks like a Nick thing. Thanks, I mean, guys, appreciate it. It should be. It should be. But you're right. It ain't a cow thing. But he's I mean, out yeah, there. you think cow, cow didn't Cal look real comfortable? This Texas tie. I like that. Thing. You see that figgy pick Courtney, where, he's, where he's throwing yeah. the H? Courtney said, "Look at look at cow with his cute tie on." <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. I love my wife. Bless you. All right, coming up. Uh, listen, we talked about the Texans. I feel like somebody else in Houston tried to be hard, tried to be the tough guy, but it's too late, way too late. We'll discuss that coming up. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. 
Drive is back in. See the uh, trailer wheel and frame and tech. Text line is really filling itself today, making people feel out here. That's fine. Um, no, we had a lot of fun today. Shout out. Warren Moon joined us. If you missed him earlier, that was on. He was on with us at 340. You can check the uh, the Odyssey app and, uh, and listen to that. Rockets, uh... You know, they were they were ready to start a new a streak here. They may get two in a row here. They weren't able to do that. They had a 19-point lead last night against the Washington Wizards. And uh, they had a collapse there uh, in the second half. And, That's uh, terrible. I'm going to tell you what. Thanks, uh, Chuck. I'm going to tell you what. Steven Silas wasn't playing, baby. Steven Silas is generally a, a nice... Now listen, I'm going to be honest with you. you. You can look at Steven Silas. You can tell, like, when he gets mad, his getting mad is not like, you know, Bobby Knight's getting mad. You know, he's got a, he's got a more of a – I'm sure you all know somebody out there like that. But like, you can't really tell if they're mad when they get mad because they seem like they talk right. in the same way that they do. But they, they just when – they're, when they're mad, they're mad sounds like, boy, I'm just really disappointed. Right. That's what Steven Silas is, sounds like. Yeah, I'd rather be with somebody who, I mean, who really gets mad. That's that's what I grew up with. Teresa, I, there's no uh, disappointment. <laughs> no, no, there wasn't. That was just, a, she, she just, uh, she really expressed it. Getting confused it. But this is uh, Stephen Silas after the game uh, talking about, he used, the, he used the word unacceptable. That was my favorite. He used unacceptable. He's, this is as mad. I know Adam Spolane, who covers the Rockets, there with him uh, each and every day, said this is, this is the most passion that he has heard uh, and the most upset he's seen Stephen Silas. This is him talking about last night. I told him in the huddle it wasn't going to be easy. I told him if, if we want to take the game, we could take it. But I don't know if it was a factor of us playing so well that, um, that we're taking it for granted. We're not a team that can do that. We're not a team that can take anything for granted. And it's just disappointing. It, it's, it's actually unacceptable, unacceptable play. Unacceptable, unacceptable play. That's a, that's the maddest I've ever heard, Stephen Silas. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I hadn't heard a ton of, of Stephen Silas. If I'm being completely honest, but but what I have heard is is it's pretty low key, pretty mellow. Um, you know, I, I I would I would like to think that this is what the message that would would have been you know from 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 the jump with Stephen Silas. Um, but I, I'll tell you this as a as a player, those are the kind of words that that would have got to me. Like you, you, you can oh, MF yeah. me. You, you can tell me how sorry I am. You can scream. You can yell. But I've always been a dude that when, when something I do is unacceptable, when something I do is is especially if you know it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and something you know, if if you're if you disappoint somebody like a coach or help, worst case scenario, a parent, um, that that speaks to me more so than all the screaming and everything. So while while I sit here and say, hey, Silas, I, I I wish I'd heard that about a year ago. That see. See, that's my thing. Yeah. What you're saying. This feels too little too late. Like this is this is kind of the thing that we're talking about. And and, and I don't think it's a coincidence that this comes from uh, off the heels of John Wall coming in here talking about this Mickey Mouse organization, basically. And that, that this this stuff that right, this stuff that you think you the young kids are getting away with, that's what John Wall said. You wouldn't get away with that other that other teams. And yeah. now Steven Silas is now is putting his response? foot down. And now he's putting his foot down. But you putting your foot down, man. This is the third straight year. Y'all got the worst record in, in the game. Like, this this should have been, I think, I think um, God, who said that? Yeah, Sean Bajani last week said said this to the point of, you can, you can hold people accountable still while 
you know, understanding you're not going to do a lot of winning. Like, and that and that is a space of growth. And it feels like they've been doing a lot of losing, a lot of tanking. And according to John Wall, they've been tanking on purpose, yep. doing a lot of losing, but also not holding people accountable either. And man, this to me is like, oh, now you gonna yeah. now you gonna catch us as we head into the All Star break. What what a what a piss poor way to to go about things is is spend any amount of time as a coach, spend any amount of time not holding somebody accountable. And, and look, I, I don't know if what John Wall said was a hundred percent true. I I don't know that it even if if the message was 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 communicated or articulated in the way that John Wall wanted it to be. I I don't know, but but to even have a player have the ability to make those kind of statements and and um it, obviously something was there you know obviously there was a problem that that's it's crazy to me to think and i said this when the, when you and i first talked about the whole tanking thing like i i just don't get it like i get how an organization can tank but yeah i i just don't get how a coach can can coach and, and like knowingly even some of the stuff that that John Wall said they told him specifically of like we want you to come off the bench and he says for who for this team what are you talking about like how do how do you how do you go about that and then the whole reason you would do that is so you can work the young dudes so you can get the young dudes right but the whole time you literally are just spinning your wheels I mean you're not even getting any better you're not even using the time wisely. I don't, I don't get it. I love what he's saying now. No, I, yeah, I just hope that's. I hope behind closed doors, that's been his messaging but, for two years now. But Clint, come on, <laughs> like we we could see the play. Like they sure. If that's the messaging, they keep doing it over and over again, right? Like what did you say? The last couple of years, every time you've tuned in, you've taken the time to tune in. Ooh. It looks like a, a bunch of individuals out there playing, yeah. uh, doing their own thing. And that's my thing is this sounds like something that should have been talked about and spoken about early on in the tenure. Like, this isn't unacceptable. This can't be the first time that Steven Silas has run into something with the with the Rockets is unacceptable. Cannot be. Can't be. And now, like, now, like, I, I'll be honest, it feels like, as you said, this is a response to what has been circling around and him being soft. There, like, that was immediately – after the John Wall stuff came yeah. out, that Stephen Silas is a puppet and all this, immediate, and now we're seeing a different case. That's like that's like the the parent that 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 comes out. Like as a parent, me, I, I start out firm with the kids. I start out. That's firm. what I need to do. I start out firm because it's it, you know it. It's easier to 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 come down from the firmness oh, yeah. than than to start off soft and, and then try soft, to go hard. and then and then come out of nowhere. They don't take you serious. Yeah. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, and that's what Steven Silas is doing. So, I mean, like you said, the words are cool now. But Yeah. Hey, speaking of kids, got, got good news, Chief. No strep. Oh, that's good. No strep. Uh, Baby girl, last night I got pictures. We're at the, we're at the uh, Houston Sports Awards, and Mama sends me a couple of pictures of the baby, and there's – Apparently a rash. Thank you. That right there. Give, give give Liv a hand. Give Liv a hand. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I should ask you to hold the applause to the end of the spiel, but that's okay. I like it. Um, appreciate it. But she had a rash. And I thought, well, what the heck? We thought it was because she's kind of, you know, she's at that stage where you feed her. You feed her different things to kind of, you know, see what she likes, but also yeah. figure out what she's, she's allergic, allergic to. to. And then, well, mom, mama gave her some 
some real milk instead of formula. So she thought that may be it. Well, then mm. she got wind that that's what happens when the baby gets strep as well. I didn't know that. They get they get rashes like all over their stomach and back. And uh, so she ran her up there to get a strep test, and we're clear, baby. We're negative. There you go. Now I don't know what the hell's going on with the rash, but we, we ain't got no you strep. Got out the rash. The strep, yeah, that, that, that could be a scary, scary joint. You got me a little worried, man. Pre-show, we was talking about it. And kids at a year old, things start happening. Man, and uh, that hand, foot, mouth. Boy, I'm telling you. But but for you, uh, and it's, it's probably going to come still when she starts to get around other kids. The, your, like my kids, they, they, was all, they, was in, they was in daycare. Yeah. Right. 12, 12, 18 weeks into that sucker. Really? Oh, yeah. I weeks? Mean, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, but that's what my wife got, I think, 18 weeks maternity leave, 12 to 18 weeks. After that, baby, we, hey, we got to work. And we chose to. We chose to. <clears throat> yeah. we, wanted, we wanted them to be around other kids. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that, that, was, that, was, that was kind of the plan. We I ain't real sure that I wanted to be, mine, mine to be around other kids too early. It's been around I don't know if kids. I want to rush it, show. Like, it's been around other kids. Like, we had offers from the – and listen, we could have saved money. We had offers from the parents, from the grand, from our parents or grandparents. And I was like, well, I kind of want to – I, I want to get them in there, be around other kids so they can understand. They can, yeah. they can you know, and be around people that are uh, – that have been trained uh, to uh, to work with, with toddlers and infants, not these made-up uh, – Curriculum that I'm sure my parents are going to take. <laughs> I got. We, I think she's going to start up in August. Oh, that's going to be good luck. She thinks she'll start up in August. About that's eighteen months. I'm looking. I'm thinking about you, Lo. That's going to be a hard one. Why is that? I'm worried about her bringing home sickness. That's all, that's all no, I'm worried I know, about. Just that first drop off. Oh, I got. To, I got to drop off, man. We, we PM radio guys, man. I got to drop off. Yeah. Mama got to pick up. Okay. I bet she's. I bet she'll be there the first time you drop her. Yeah, I'm sure she will. She can't. She can't let the range loose. All three of them. I looked at Cordy. I said, "He's going to the third grade." <laughs> like this isn't your first rodeo here. Right, right. Shut up. It's a new school. Hit me in the arm. I'm like, come on. <laughs> I know. It's, it's never lost. It's never lost. By the way, this this reminded me of Tyler because he is the only person I know that DoorDash is McDonald's. Did you see this last night? And that, and that Loyola, I just, you think this was real? That Loyola, Chicago, Duquesne game? I didn't a, think about it till Lopez brought it up earlier, but there's no way it was real. Couldn't I mean, how could he get in the stadium? Exactly. Yeah, there had to be some sort of, and who, who who was behind, let's let's do this, in the middle of the game, 16 minutes left in the second half, in the middle of the Duquesne, uh, Loyola, <laughs> Chicago, like, a guy <laughs> <laughs> Looked like he was with DoorDash. Is walking onto the court to the official with his with his DoorDash from McDonald's, with a McDonald's bag. Like he's got some it, young like, intern man for DoorDash. They had an idea, and they, is that they what went it was? It. Maybe it I, I'm to. guessing. I don't know this. That, now <laughs> that's that's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. That, that would be great. That's like I said, Tyler's the only person I know that. When's the last time you DoorDash McDonald's? <sighs> you is the only person I know. Lopez and Landry brought this up. And Lopez, uh, he voiced his displeasure with people door dashing, especially McDonald's. I freaking door dashed McDonald's last night, dude. Last night after the Houston Sports Awards. You're lying. I'm You're not. You're making this up for the story. I mean, you drove by You're 44 McDonald's. I wasn't on the way hungry home. then. I wasn't hungry then. This oh, was a couple no. hours after I got home. Oh, you're being dead serious. I'm being dead serious. I was going to say the last time you did it was 
that time when he broke his his, his, his ribs. ribs. That was the night of McDonald's, yeah. But last night was a little more chill than that. Oh, but I'm Tyler. disgusted with myself too, man. I, I get. Hold on, hold on, no, 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 no. Clint, you you're right. You drove by, but you weren't hungry then. What time did you order it? Uh, let me look. If I had to guess, I ordered it sometime in the early morning hours. <laughs> I mean, what'd you do last night, bro? I got home at a decent like, hour. I what just time watched did you all, Netflix. Y'all left. Y'all was gonna say y'all left at a good time. I was home by ten thirty. So that means you left. I left nine, like nine forty-five. Nine, yeah. I uh, I got home. Uh, I got home at a good hour, and I got on the couch and watched some Netflix, man. Well, I mean, it sounds like you got home at a decent hour and watched a lot of Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I tend to get sucked in that way, but yeah. What do you think at DoorDash? What do you? Because th- I know when I Come order, on, when I, I I order Chipotle every now and then, and the only time I ever do it is if I'm like at a game up here and I'm watching the game before doing a post game show, so I can't leave, and I didn't have time. I, my I stopped. I left too late to stop and get something, and so I'm sitting up here going, "Man, I, I'm not going to eat for another six hours." I I have DoorDashed uh, Chipotle a couple of times for that. That's really all. I, I think that maybe the extent of my entire. Yeah, what time was it? I placed my was, order at eleven eighteen. Yeah. 11.18 p.m. last night is when I ordered that Mickey you D's. You door-dashed Mickey D's at 11.18. Yes, sir. Why do you? Why is that your go-to? Is there not other options? No, uh, there. there's a few, you but at, at that time. You seriously don't have a conversation? Okay. It was 11.18. Just, uh, just, you should have been in bed. Oh, come on. Uh, in well, bed? Now we got to start being realistic. Yeah, you could have gone BK. I went I went BK a couple of nights ago. Oh, you door-dashed? Yeah, I've, I've door-dashed oh, twice God. this week. Door-dashing. Yeah. See, this is what happens. You don't eat anything all day long, and then you start eating bad. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't help that That's m- going to catch my... up with you. You're going to be a funny-shaped 40-year-old. Nah, man. You're I ain't going to let, I gonna let, things, I gonna let that happen. Hey, you're going to have a little bitty old butt cheeks <laughs> and a big old belly. That, that would and be how it would look. And a big-ass head. <laughs> a big old head. Big neck. Just, just, I mean, no neck. His head just turns into shoulders. Oh, my God. Dude, stop, man. You're going to... Cause we're gonna we're going to hang out tonight. You're gonna do it again. No, no. I'd rather listen. I'd rather you'd have got in your car and gone to Denny's. No, I, I don't mean, want you to get. Here's the deal. DoorDash. The only good thing about DoorDash is when you're inebriated and you can't drive, and they, 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 that's no. the only excuse. He wasn't though. Weren't, well, uh, I was. Oh, I wasn't drunk. Well, you don't. Here's the deal. What does it cost you? Do you think? Because I know when I my point is I'm bringing up Chipotle. It doubles Chipotle. Yesterday it, I every, spent maybe 30. even more. Pro- oh God! You spent pro- what? I spent thirty. At McDonald's, thirty yeah. at eleven yeah, fifteen. Uh, no, right, I know gonna, they get you with those delivery we people, fees. We got people oh, out I here struggling, know. having to work seven days a week just oh, to pay the bills, and you're out here spending thirty dollars. The hell, the hell with that. I want to know what 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 he ordered. At some point at this show, we got to go to break. But I got to know what the hell this fool ordered to total himself up to thirty bucks. It wasn't that. It wasn't that many damn. <laughs> Bro, it doubles it, man. I, so fifteen. I, I, bet was, I bet it was ten. Fees and, and delivery. Okay, well now we said if it's still ten. No, the f- yeah, the fees and delivery are, are insane. It's twenty dollars. Well, you check put? your receipts. Let's figure it out. You didn't even eat it all. All right, coming no, up. I the did not. <laughs> Always over order. God, you hungry son of the Astros got their new man. We'll tell you who their new general manager general manager is coming up next.